If I Had a Hammer, The Schlieffen Plan, and The Outbreak of World War I. When you're listening to this podcast, it's probably going to be quite useful to have access to a map of Europe. Again, whenever we're looking at the causes of the First World War, it's useful to have a clear idea of how all of the countries relate to each other in terms of geography. That's particularly important here, because here we have to talk about Germany's nightmare. The nightmare of Germany's military planners has always been a two-front war. Now, Germany has an exceptionally proud military tradition. They have a good army, but that doesn't do you any good if you are outnumbered. So, for example, Germany is quite confident that in a war they can deal with and defeat France. But on the eastern border, they have Russia, uncounted millions of soldiers that can be called up and hurled against them. Now, it's possible that they could outfight Russia. They certainly can't outnumber them, but maybe superior ability and technology will make the difference. But is it possible to be able to outfight a massively superior numerical force in the East whilst at the same time trying to deal with an equal military force with equal technology in the West? The answer is no. Germany is well aware of the fact that they cannot defeat France and Russia together. And indeed, if France and Russia together were to attack Germany, Germany would end up like a nut in a nutcracker. So, Germany has to come up with a plan. So they use a variety of different calculations to do this. The responsibility for putting the plan together is handed over to Count Alfred von Schlieffen in 1905. And his calculations take into account a few things. Firstly, Russia is very light on infrastructure. It doesn't have much in the way of railways. It can't move large amounts of men and material around quickly. Secondly, France is militarily quite weak. In the Franco-Prussian War of 1870-1871, France was defeated in ten weeks by Germany. France, therefore, now has a modern army, but weak, undefended borders. And this army, the Germans calculate, can be taken out quite quickly. So the plan is quite simple. In the event of the outbreak of a general European war, Germany will attack France first. The calculation here is that they will have time to attack France, take Paris, knock France out of the war, and then have time to turn around and deal with Russia, all before Russia has had a chance to actually mobilize and get her troops ready. The actual calculation is that Schlieffen thinks that Russia will take six weeks to mobilize all of its troops, and those six weeks will be ample time for them to be able to take France out. The key thing to remember here about the Schlieffen plan, then, is that it is a plan of attack. The Schlieffen plan is not a defensive plan. It is not a plan for partial mobilization. It is a plan of attack. The moment Germany is involved in an outbreak of hostilities, it must attack 
France. Now, there are a couple of problems with the Schlieffen plan as it stands. The basic concept is that the German troops will sweep through the weakened border between France and Belgium. That requires violating the neutrality of Belgium, a neutrality which has been guaranteed by Britain in a treaty signed in 1839, the Treaty of London. The idea here is that any country which attacks Belgium will be, therefore, attacked in turn by Britain, and this is supposed to guarantee Belgium's neutrality. Now, the calculation here is that Britain will not go to war simply over a border violation. The Kaiser regards this as a certainty. Indeed, the Kaiser says that this treaty is no more than a scrap of paper and that Britain is not going to go to war over a scrap of paper. The other problem is speed. The entire thing is constructed on a calculation that you can take out France in six weeks. If you are slowed down, then you have a problem. Likewise, it's based on a calculation that you have those six weeks, that Russia will not mobilize. The key to maintaining the speed of the Schlieffen attack is to ensure that the head of the hammer, the force which is going to sweep through, the key to the success of the Schlieffen plan is to ensure that the head of the hammer, the force which is going to sweep through Belgium and hit Paris, and thus take France out of the war, must be kept strong. There's the plan, as it exists. Von Schlieffen is replaced, as is the way of things in any organisation, and he is replaced by a man called Von Moltke, and he makes a couple of changes. He changes the northern route of the troops, so rather than going through Holland and then into Belgium, they instead go just through Belgium. The issue there is that that slows down that attack in the north. It slows down that attack on France. Now, that doesn't seem like a problem to von Moltke because he still has these calculations about how long it's going to take Russia to get mobilized. So that's the plan. How does it work? Well, in 1914, Russia starts to mobilize its troops after the assassination, after Austria-Hungary's ultimatum to Serbia, and all of the other things we've talked about. But they start to mobilize, and that is the signal. The moment Russia starts to mobilize, the clock is ticking on those six weeks. And Germany simply cannot wait. Germany cannot afford to do nothing, because any moment that they hesitate makes the likelihood of a two-front war increase. The moment Russia starts to mobilize, Germany must put the Schlieffen plan into attack and therefore attack France. And that's exactly what they do. So, what is the actual effect of the Schlieffen plan? Very simply, this. A war in the Balkans, a conflict over Serbia between Austria-Hungary and Russia, suddenly spreads to the west as Germany attacks France. The Schlieffen plan does not cause the war.
However, what it does is it causes the war to spread from the east to the west. In effect, the Schlieffen Plan does not cause the war in 1914, but it does cause the war to become a world war. And that is the legacy of Alfred von Schlieffen. In the event, of course, the plan doesn't work. Russia mobilizes in a matter of days, not weeks. And France and Belgium and the British Expeditionary Force put up a lot more of a struggle than the Germans were expecting. And indeed, yes, the British are involved because it turns out they did value that scrap of paper. So the Schlieffen plan really goes down in history as an enormous miscalculation. But the key thing you have to remember is this. It turns the war into a world war. Thank you very much for listening. Good luck in your exams.